It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. She tells us not to take forever. How long does it take to drive a block? Maybe she stopped to score drugs. Oh, God. I hope not. Ah, oh, the pay cut I took to run for Senate isn't gonna fund another stint in rehab. Fuck, Ty, did you really? Yeah. Why? You're just enabling her to repeat the same pattern. She has to learn to handle her own shit. And if she never does? <sighs> Shauna, don't you think about it? I've got Simone, Sammy, you've got Jeff and, and Callie. Did we do something to deserve that? It's just fate that gave us that, right? Who does Natalie have? Other than Travis, which we both know is a fucking train wreck. Who does she really have? No one. And now she has less. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. So I do what I can, not just for her, for me. What the fuck took you so long? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Penny. And I'm Rima. Yay. And this is Yellow Jackets WTF, episode 13. This episode, we're covering Yellow Jackets, season one, episode seven, No Compass. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Rima. Rima, you might know from Strange Indeed and from guest hosting on a bunch of other shows, but first time on Yellow Jackets WTF. Really glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, gosh, this show just generates so much conversation and it's so fun and interesting to talk about. So it's good to have like a, the, the platform to be able to do that. So thank you for having me. Uh, so many of our crew liked this show that every week practically you get a whole new slew of hosts, except Penny's been on the last like five or six. The, <laughs> the scheduling yeah. happened to work out that way, I noticed. Are you, are you yeah. getting burned out? And I'm out? off the next two. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, we were just talking about what we should call 
fans of the show and the podcast. I suggested Yellow Jackers, but Rima said, no, that's not good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what did you say, Penny? No, you're right. I was just yeah. kidding. Um, something on playing on the word buzz. So either like buzzers or buzzies uh-huh. or the buzz. And then you had one, Rima. Oh, I mean, I was just th- like citizen detectives. I, I, don't I think know. that's I'm good. That's I'm, pretty good. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> I like it because we're all trying to figure out WTF. With this show, you know? Yeah, that's pretty what funny. The he- what the heck is going on? All right, citizen detectives, let's move on to the next <laughs> section. Uh, Yellow Jackets, season one, episode seven, No Compass. Rima, what did you think of this one in general? I thought it was a really good episode. Um, and I know that this is a rewatch, so I know we can talk about, you know, like how it relates Future you know, stuff, to, yeah. Yeah, to other stuff um, as well. But I, I liked how we, we got some answers to, to some of these things, like, well, I, and not the full answer, but at least like knowing that Taisa is, is like the one up in the tree. The and, lady in the tree. Yeah, yeah lady in the tree. Um, I mean, there was obviously more questions and such, but I really liked it. And, I mean, it was full of intrigue, which I feel like every episode is. I may not be sounding very original here, but I mean. No, um, it's hard to come up with something new to say in this for me, too. It's yeah. like yeah. business as usual. I was going to say, great. just great. <laughs> so a lot of intrigue, a lot of um, questions and um you know, getting to to kind of see the whole blackmailer thing kind of play out. Uh, that was super mm-hmm. fun. So I really liked it. Super fun episode, fast paced, um, definitely kept you or at least me on my toes. For sure. Yeah, there's like in the middle towards the end here, there's things coming to fruition that have been set up. And it's really fun to see it mm-hmm. starting to play out the things we've been waiting for. What about you, Penny? Um, I thought it was interesting that this was after last week's episode, which was like a little bit of a lull. This week was like all these confrontations and things coming to a head. You know, mm-hmm. like Jackie confronts Shauna and the blackmailer actually, you know, they actually have to, you know, give him the money and um, Shauna and Adam have a big fight. I just, uh, I feel like we're ramping up toward the finale. Mm hmm. And Misty and Jessica down in the murder room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same thing. I I thought it was. It has so many elements, thrills, humor. It's mysterious. It's thought provoking. It's well acted. The music just. They really know how to punch those moments with the music, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, pop music or the score. Just all around great. Okay, what about fucked up moment of the week, Rima? <laughs> Gosh, you know, in a show like Yellow Jackets, there's never a shortage Mm-mm. of fucked up moments to come up with. Um, but the the one that I picked, and I don't know if this would be a little bit of a surprise or something maybe not quite so obvious, but for me, a fucked up moment was when Adam showed up at Shauna's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first time I remember thinking, oh, He's out of bounds here. I mean, he's already out of bounds because he's cheating with her. But showing up at the house is like, you're putting her in danger here. And uh, it just made me think maybe he's not fully sane or I, not 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 insane. But you know what I mean? Like, you can't count on him. <laughs> like He's not rational. Need to get him. Yeah, not rational. Yeah. Yes. Not looking out for your best interest. But she did send him that very provocative uh, sext message last episode about like lay on the floor face down and maybe I'll be there in 45 minutes and maybe I won't. Yeah. And then she didn't show up. So right. maybe he thought 
like she was messing with him or something. It doesn't yeah. excuse it. He's still wrong. But Well, but I had not thought about that the first time I watched this. I just thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. But now this time I, I thought about that and I went back and watched the end of last week's episode and it, she said, yeah, lay down face down on the floor and maybe I'll be there in 45 minutes. Maybe I won't. The time was 8.08 p.m. And the time when they got the call, the message from the blackmailer was 11.50 p.m. So I don't know if this is a different night and she did go over there or if it's the same night and she made him wait four hours and maybe she was planning on blowing him off. You know, either way, if if yeah. it's a different night, then it's more fucked up that he showed up. But if it's the same night, then I do give him a little bit more leeway. Like, you told me to lay down and wait 45 minutes and then you don't even show up. So that explains a little bit more why he'd go over there, I guess. Yeah. And he said he looked, you know, to make sure there were no cars or whatever. I don't know how he knew her husband wouldn't be home in the middle of the night. Well, and they had a garage, right? Couldn't a car be in yeah. the garage? And right. I don't know, to be waiting, like, literally right in front of her house, like waiting outside. I mean, park down the street a little and wait and wait for her to come out. And I mean, it might sound a little creepy to, you know, like then approach her, but at least keep your distance just in case yeah. there there is someone home. Have, have just some awareness. Be a little subtle. You are having a love affair, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. With a married woman with a kid. Yeah. 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 It, that's what it felt like to me. Like she's, it's not a good idea to have an affair at all, but this is a little <laughs> no. bit worse because it's like he doesn't care if he blows up her life. Right. Yeah. It's like he doesn't respect respect that at all. Um, and I think doesn't respect her very much for it. So just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, so wait, it's your turn, Penny. Oh, fucked up moment of the week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with um, Van being mauled by the wolf. When I I looked at it again and sort of stopped the screen on the scene, you could see her teeth through her fucked up cheek, sure and did. it was super gross mm-hmm. and uh, and really fucked up. And I can't imagine what kind of an impact that experience would have on a person. Like, no wonder she joins a cult. Yeah, that's my pick. Good one. Presuming she does. Yeah. Well, she joins Lottie at the end, yeah. right? She's like Lottie. Lottie's second in command or whatever there. But we yeah, don't know. She's she's a believer for sure. It's it seems it seems safe to assume that if they start breaking up into different groups that Van might be on whichever side Lottie is on, which I know there's a lot of theories around that, but I, Yes. Yeah. I never assume anything in the show, but no. that's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um that's mine too. I mean, that I feel like that's one of the most fucked up moments of the whole s- series so far. It's so horrible to watch and I really thought she was dead. Me too. I, I thought she was dead, especially because she was talking about wanting to go get a pretzel in New York and ride a carriage. Any Walking Dead character says that, they're toast. Oh, yeah. Don't, th- don't <laughs> start know, talking about make the future. Hopeful plans, yeah, but, never. <laughs> but it's one of the things I love about the series. It confounds expectations. So um, I was, And also, I love the character, so I was really glad that she survived that. And her face didn't even look as bad as I thought it was going to after they stitched her up and everything, you know? But, I don't remember. Who stitches her up? It's not Misty, right? It's like Aquila, maybe? Yeah, I think it's Aquila. I guess she had a sewing badge in Girl Scouts. <laughs> um, but I, my second, uh, my runner up is just, you know, 
Misty has Jessica down in her basement and threatens to kill her father with fentanyl laced chocolates. That's pretty fucked up. It's, yeah. If Annie Bates moment for sure. You can't get more fucked up than that. Yeah. <laughs> Except if you're Misty, because she will get more she fucked will, up. She will, and she does. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, let's get to our points. Rima, what do you got? Well, I thought I would top it off um, in just my appreciation in this episode, and of course all the episodes really ref- reflect this, is the way that the show uh, really does do a good, really good job, I think, of showcasing strong female characters. And I think in this episode, that's really well represented uh, in the uh, the chase scene when um, Shauna and Natalie and uh, Ty um, confront the blackmailer or go after him. I-, I love that they just like set themselves to action and um, they go racing after him. And I think it was a, a really great way to to see these ladies in action you can really see how these two former champion soccer players you know like what they're capable of and that they just took off after this guy and Taisa totally just blackmails the guy of course she gets elbowed uh, in the face for her trouble um but i really love that whole chasing the the, the music was great um i thought it was Wait, did you say Taisa blackmails the guy she meant tackled uh, tackled Tackles. tackled okay. the blackmailer Sorry if I didn't say that. Um, (laughs) I was like, I didn't see that part. (laughs) No, sorry. I might not have said it right. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. Um, But that's what I meant. Um, So I really love how we get to see these strong female characters, um, you know, in this episode and in particular in this scene. And I think, you know, it's it's talking about the females in this show and, you know, how we have like these primary characters. You got Jackie, Jackie, who's the girly girl. Sean is the best friend. Thais is class president. Natalie's the goth and burnout. Missy's the friendless nerd. Um, they each fulfill all of these um, archetypes. Like the breakfast club. Yeah. Um, but they're not really fulfilled by it. And I think what this show does really, what, what makes it super interesting and not just like your typical, you know, so many, um, it's it's often um, compared to, um, what's the other? Um, oh, Alive? Alive, yeah. No. No, it's not. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Thank you. Oh, my God. I totally went blank on that. It was like (laughs) right there on the tip of my tongue. So sorry. Um, It it gets compared to that a lot, but I think what makes it more interesting um, in this show, you know, women, you know, real women are like people who are people for themselves and we're held up so often against a societal measuring stick. You know, are we sweet enough? Are we tragic enough? Perfect enough? Weird enough? Um, And when you, what's so great about this show is they put these girls in the situation and totally remove society from this equation, like literally. And it's, it's fun to kind of see how like all of that peels away from these girls and they become like the, the real versions of themselves. Um, Cannibal cult. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have, I have thoughts about that, which I'm going to get into um, sometime here in, in my points. Um, but I, I think that, you know, it's it's interesting how, you know, even after they leave uh, the woods, how they still in present day still try to keep a piece of that of their former selves that they had. And it was like, you know, Shauna getting rabbits, Misty's, you know, mm-hmm. being manipulative. Tice is still looking for a sense of leadership. Um, it's it's like they found their their true selves out there in the woods um, in this situation. So I don't know. I think it's. Just all of that is very interesting. I agree wholeheartedly. I had um, had written down uh, the chase scene reminded me that these women were champion athletes. Uh, 
Natalie is fast, and Thaisa is fully committed to that tackle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the music was a song called Firestarter by The Prodigy, a 1996 yeah, yeah. song. I know that. I know that song. Good song. Yeah, they're badass. They're 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 badass. They've been through so much that a little like chasing a blackmailer around after you've been through what they've been through, it kind of dulls the world down so that they can handle shit like this. No problem. It seems like they're not scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Penny. So my first point was about Jackie and Shona. They had several scenes together that were really pivotal for their relationship. Um, Jackie confronts Shauna and she says, you're obviously hiding something from me and it's making me feel crazy. She says, uh, remember when you said your dad was the president of Hello Kitty? That was more believable than this when, you know, when Shauna said it was nothing. And then she says, what did I do? When did you stop wanting me to be your best friend? Which I think is when Shauna decides to tell her because she realizes how much she's hurting Jackie um, by keeping the secret. Although it's just too bad she wasn't prepared with a better lie because the Randy lie is just not, it's not that believable. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was so funny when Jackie said, Randy, I have so many questions. (laughs) I kind of wonder one thing about that. I don't know if I'm the wrong track, but... So she said that this happened at Mary's, Mari's party. Is that the same party we saw them go to? No, I don't think so. Because the, it was a few weeks before that. And, uh, okay. And she said, you know, remember Jackie, you and Jeff left early. And, yeah. um, and Shauna, um, we know that oh, Shauna yeah. left with them. And right, that right. Other party. Okay. Okay. It's mm-hmm. not. Okay. Cause in that case, it's, it's an even worse lie because, the night at that party, when Jackie suggested that, you know, hey, Randy likes you, and she's like, Randy, why are you telling me that? Then it would seem like if she's so disgusted by Randy, then it's not a good lie that she slept with him. <laughs> yeah, or maybe she's disgusted by Randy because she slept with him. Because she slept with him. Sometimes <laughs> right. that's what it takes after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just, you know, I didn't even realize that. I, that's funny. <laughs> that uh that uh randy was the same guy that's jeff's adult jeff's bumbling friend that helped him with the blackmail yeah i just yeah. made that funny. connection recently yeah it is funny um mm-hmm. later um one thing is that jackie says don't worry we're gonna get through this together and hugs her like their friendship is real. Like we've spent a lot of time talking about how it's one-sided and Jackie's kind of a bitch and all this other stuff, but she really does love Shauna. I think she loves Shauna way more than she cares about Jeff. Um, she asks Shauna a lot of questions and, you know, she's starting to see holes in the story, but then she gets really serious and says, you know, Shauna, what are you going to do? And Shauna says, honestly, I have no fucking clue. Um, which is, it's such a real and raw moment. And I mean, I can't even imagine being in that position. Shauna is wearing this butterflies t-shirt throughout the scene. And it has a French phrase on the top that I'm going to butcher. Luer d'espoir, which translates to glimmer of hope. But espoir can also mean um, trust or expectancy. So it's like a double entendre about Mm, her pregnancy and trusting Jackie I did a little Google. You can buy that T-shirt at Forever 21 right now. 
but it's sold out in a lot of uh, sizes. I'm sure. Um, also, adult Shauna is wearing a butterfly t-shirt at the blackmail drop. I was going to say, I noticed the theme of these butterfly t-shirts with Shauna in this episode, uh, flashbacks yeah. in present day. I thought that was interesting. Jackie has a, a sort of similar butterfly t-shirt, but it's just three butterflies across and there's no uh, words on it. That one's available at Urban Outfitters. And then at the end of the episode, of course, Jackie um, gets Shauna's journal out of its not very clever hiding place and goes into the woods alone with a lantern to read it and cries because we all know that there's a lot of stuff in there that would upset her. Like, (laughs) I slept with Jeff and I never told Jackie. Yeah, that's a big one, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be pretty (laughs) upset about that. Um, I mean, their relationship is is such a core of the show and the fact that we, you know, haven't known whether or not Jackie survived through this whole first episode, first season is, um, is something that I think all the fans were really latched onto. And now that, you know, Jackie dies in episode 10, at least we all believe she dies. It, it makes this even sadder to me because I think there was a place for Jackie and Shauna to get through their troubles and come back together. It's interesting. I mean, that was definitely a sweet moment where so she found out that Shauna was pregnant and her first response, I think, was, oh, why? Why didn't you tell me like you're keeping things from me because she likes to be in control? And also it's this big deal. The thing of losing your virginity, which um, Jackie seems really focused on. And also probably I would imagine kind of upset that. Uh, Shauna beat her to it <laughs> that she was first you know mm-hmm. maybe um, but then right after all that then she's like oh we're gonna get through this together and gave her a hug which is really sweet but I, I do still think that their relationship is codependent where mm-hmm. you know it's all about Jackie and Shauna's there more as an extension of of Jackie and I had a I had a friend I can't believe I haven't thought about this until just now but I had a friend just like that back in third grade who I was the sidekick and he it was always all about him and if any girl paid me any attention he'd get mad and get in there and stuff you know and um it's funny cuz he contacted me just like a year ago and he's a whole changed person it seems like really curious about my life and everything and I didn't know what to do with that cuz it's not <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. I'm used to so maybe they can change I mean yeah there is a seed of something real there but I do still think it's it's not a healthy relationship I no, agree but- I think it's hard in your teenage years to have a yeah. healthy friendship. Mm-hmm. I had some good ones. Um, I had some that I thought were good at the time, but later on I realized like, oh, that person was gay the whole time and didn't tell me or, mm. you know, um, that person secretly hated me or whatever. Like it I, – I, high school's rough, man. <laughs> it is. I had three – best friends who are still my best friends to this day so i think i got kind of lucky that's or else i'm gonna find some stuff out soon (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway yeah yeah i I like what you just said about them being their relationship being core it really is and i think it might still be going on even or you know ongoing season two it seems like shauna regularly sees jackie yeah in her life and i'm sure like right after her death, Jackie, uh, Shauna will see her a lot, like in the woods. Yeah, that'd be cool. I hope so. I, I was a little um, upset that we lost Jackie so soon because I really mm-hmm. wanted to see more of their relationship play play out. I mean, we did get to see some of the aftermath after Jackie found out 
about her sleeping with Jeff and her being pregnant with Jeff's baby. Um, but I really wanted to see more. I wanted to see if they if there was any type of resolution before they were rescued. They were out there for what, 18, 19 months or something. You know, that's a long time to be isolated and with like the same group of people. I really wanted to just kind of see it play out. So mm-hmm. um and yeah, now if we see her, I'm guessing it's gonna be more likely in flashbacks, which is okay. But um or flashbacks yeah, or hallucinations or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Like uh yeah, I thought I, th- I was surprised. I thought there would be more of a downward slide with her relationship and everyone else that we would see play out. Mm-hmm. But right when they were all really just not on her side, she died that night. It was quick. Yep. Okay. My first one is Lady in the Tree. So this is the episode where we find out that Taisa is the Lady in the Tree and that Poor Sammy has been getting the shit end of the stick for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Gaslit. (laughs) And uh, most likely we have to add to all this stuff, right? This is what I think I'm seeing. Um, But anyway, so at the beginning of the episode there, she's snapped out of her stupor by this text message from the blackmailer, Natalie, saying it's time for the drop. And she's hanging out in this tree with dirt in her teeth and, big bloody bite marks on her hand what do you guys think the bite marks are i was looking at them they're in a really weird location it's on the palm of her right hand like on the outside like below her pinky and Mm -hmm. i tried to like mimic what position i would have to be in to To make that yeah to bite myself in that way and all of them were awkward Penny, for not for the people who can't see, Penny now has bite marks all over her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very dedicated, you guys. <laughs> right, that's. I know. I be on the Call of Duty. I thought and it the was same. a deep bite. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a serious bite, and but it it looked to me, and it was kind of hard to tell. It was dark. Uh, it was dirty. Um, so I don't know if I had a good visual. And I haven't done like a screenshot or something, uh, and done a deep dive, but it didn't look like. A dog bite to me. Mm-mm. I mean, I think that there's been a lot of speculation. Well, was it the dog? Because we know what happens to the dog later. Mm-hmm. Um, it oh, it looks more tiny little dog. Yeah, and I mean, I've been bit by a dog before, and that is not what the teeth marks look like. It looked a lot like like human teeth marks to me. But again, I don't know that like you were pointing out, trying to mimic that. How could she bite herself in that location? Like biting herself is it's kind of an awkward thing. So it's like if it is a human bite, then what? who's the human that <laughs> did that? Yeah. You know? So Jonathan Lisko, who is one of the three showrunners of the show, it's interesting because he he always does interviews by himself and Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson do interviews together and sometimes they say different things so Mm -hmm. i i don't know what happened with his show but i kind of wonder if showtime was like okay ashley lyle and bart nickerson you can because they're married you can do this show but we're gonna stick our guy in there with you too jonathan lisco he can really punch it up or so i don't know i'm just making that all up in my head but anyway unreliable narrators (laughs) jonathan lisco says it was very much our intention for example with the bite taisa has on her hand we were trying to convey that it was probably the dog biscuit that probably bit her as she was doing these terrible things to the dog. But a lot of people said, why is Taisa eating herself? And he goes on to say he was surprised that people thought that. So that's what he says. He's I, a liar. I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I just don't think that it looked like a dog bite, especially their dog biscuit, who is like smaller, a small yeah. dog. I mean, it could so. have just been a production 
faux pas. I suspect that it was the do- it was intended to be the dog because all we know for now is that Biscuit is missing, and what we find out at the end is that Biscuit's head is part of this altar that I th- think the bad one, you know, bad Taisa made, but we don't really know yet. So, but I I think that that's what happened. Like tonight's the night that she got the dog or something or tried to get the dog. Yeah. Cause biscuit isn't missing yet. I think that happens in the next episode. So it might be that he went missing that night that we yeah. see Taisa in the tree. That yeah. That's when she, well, she thinks she let him out, but maybe she actually beheaded him. Right. And that, and that's a good segue into the rest of my point. She thinks she let him out. So here she seems to have woken up. She seems to feel shocked by what's hap- what's happening uh, like woken up out of a stupor from this buzzing phone. And then she goes in and wraps her hand with a bandage. And so it does seem to me that she doesn't know that she's the lady in the tree. Usually she's accusing Sammy of things like writing spill on the door. Like if she knew she did that, it doesn't really make sense that she would so- be so hardcore accusing her little son of it. Right. Yeah. I really think it, she doesn't understand what she's doing. So is this like a transitionary transitory period in the middle here where she's bandaging herself up? And then as soon as she's all fixed up, then she's like, la la la. I don't, I don't know. And later on when, um, Shauna asks what happened to your hand, she's all nothing, no, nothing. So I don't know what she thinks happened, but is it just sort of like her mind just takes her away from thinking about it? You know, like, Maybe. I guess we don't really know, but, I mean, we know that she knows that it's happening later because she goes to Shauna and talks she about says, it. She says, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe she just knows that. This might be the first time that yeah. that during this period that she's woken up. Realize. I do think she's kind yes. of hard on Sammy, though, when she knows at least that she has a history of sleepwalking and having sort of weird behavior when she's sleepwalking. and. Apparently, it never occurs to her that that's what's going on with Sammy and why Sammy's acting weird. Like, she doesn't have any moment of self-introspection at all about that before she yeah. wakes up in the tree. Yeah, because she says in episode eight, when she's with uh, Shauna, they spend the night together and confide in each other, that the first time she started sleepwalking was when they were out in the woods together. So we're seeing that in the past here in these flashbacks and that she has not done it since they came back until two weeks ago. So there was no time in between. And um, that she knows of. Yeah, that she knows of. Right. And that she says that she thinks it's because of the stress of the election. So, uh, you know, just talking about whether she knows what's happening on uh, during all this. Daphne's brought up that she seemed to have this malicious look on her face in the last episode when we saw her win the election and it was superimposed with Simone finding this shrine, gruesome shrine. But I think that that's probably just her going, ha, suck it, Phil Bathurst. I won, you know? Yeah. (laughs) There's any number of things that could explain that expression in that moment. She did just win an election. So she yeah, looks triumphant. But it, it looks a little bit devious or something, though. Yeah. You know? They probably did like 15 takes with different expressions. <laughs> yeah. Which then... one will confuse our audience the most? Let's yeah. do this one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then back in the past, um, she is in a the first stressful situation that caused her to do this, maybe, which is they decide to go off and uh, try to find help, which I felt was very lost-like, just people 
trekking through the wilderness on a dangerous mission. I loved when she cut her hair. That was kind of badass. Got a good song playing there. And then um, they're sitting around the fire and you hear the wolves howling, which was super creepy because we've seen adult Taisa freak out about wolves. So, you know, something's going to happen and hallucinate wolves. And coach Ben had said, wolves can kill anything if the pack's big enough. And then we see uh, Ty waking up in a tree. She was supposed to be on watch because of the wolf howling and she has Van's bone talisman and she hears the girl screaming, wolves barking. And then, yeah, goes down and sees that wolf dragging Van and biting and chewing at her. And she shoots the flare at it and just beats the hell out of it. And then you see her cheek ripped open and everything. And, um, yeah, we kind of already talked about that in our fucked up moment of the week, but it was just so horrible. I don't know. Why am I talking about this and the thing about her? Like, I guess, cause maybe this is like, she was up in a tree, so it very yeah. much fits with the whole lady in the tree thing. And then, and I was also thinking Van describing, you know, when they were sitting around the fire and she was describing the plot of while you were sleeping. Yeah. Which is where this guy who Sandra Bullock's character is secretly in love with hits his head and loses his memory. And she tells him that she's his fiance when he wakes up. So maybe that's thematically kind of like how uh, Ty has this other compartmentalized version of herself, you know, where she doesn't remember it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a reference that the directors are making to be kind of funny. I mean, it's a 90s movie. Yeah, it's about you know, being asleep and not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And amnesia shifts over and you see Misty watching it as if like kind of nostalgically like, Oh, remember that night when Van got her face chewed off? We were attacked by the wolves. (laughs) Wasn't that fun? I felt so together with those girls. So anyway, Ty, I really like Ty's Ty's become maybe my favorite character actually. She's pretty great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every year. One thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, that's all for me. What about you, Rima? What do you got next? My second point, I wanted to talk about um, well, one of my favorite characters. There's, they're, they're all kind of my favorite character, I guess, in, in some way. But um, one interesting piece of information uh, that came out during a conversation with Shauna and Taisa um, was when they were talking about Natalie. And, you know, Natalie's unpredictable, but it sounds like from what Shauna and Taisa were saying, it sounds like she was maybe someone that the team depended on uh, in the woods. Um, when Taisa says, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. And I really just thought that was interesting uh, because it's like, 
what kind of role did Natalie play or or what does that actually mean? Like, did, did she play some kind of part in, in them being rescued or did they do something or did she do something for them to, I don't know, help them survive or I don't know what you guys have thoughts on on that statement? Yeah, I got the sense that maybe she had saved their lives at one point in some kind of heroic way. Uh, beyond that, she's the hunter, mm-hmm. right? So she's literally feeding them while they're out there. But I, I did get the sense that there was something else that we're going to find out that, that Natalie did that they can never really repay. Right. I'm hoping it's some foreshadowing for some event that happened out there that we haven't seen yet. But I was thinking about it as I was prepping and go, oh, maybe they just meant because she brought the money, <laughs> you know, could be that. Could be. Like I said, I, I feel like they they leave so many things open and they, they drop things and there's so many things that like, oh, this could really, really mean something. It might mean mm-hmm. absolutely nothing and it could just be a red herring. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. what's really great about the show. But um, it, And they're so good at, they know, they're leading us by the nose down these paths, you know, mm-hmm. like when they keep having that necklace trade places and it just seems kind of offhand oh yeah here you should take this but they know we're all going oh well now she has it that means she's going to be in the pit you know stuff like they know that's what we're doing (laughs) i think well i think if they're so good at it they didn't know then they definitely know now yeah well even with like who's the blackmailer they know that we probably thought it was uh adam and then uh shauna says or you know it could be we don't know maybe it's somebody working with this weird reporter chick and then we're, they know we'll be like, yeah, maybe she's right about that. So they're just so good at misdirecting, you know? Yeah. No, I never, I mean, the only time I started to think maybe it was Jeff is when the glitter showed up in the closet and I'm like, no, that's too easy for it to be Adam then. So who else would have been in their closet? Jeff. Jeff, really? No. Or Callie. I know. Yeah, or Callie. Yeah, people were thinking Callie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was Jeff until he bought Shauna that dress from Saks. I was like, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Where'd you get the money for that dude? Oh, the yellow yes. dress? Yeah, yeah, the terrible yellow dress. But yeah. I mean, it's still, it was, you know, where did he get expensive. the money? It was expensive, yeah. regardless. I mean, something could be expensive and still look like shit. So, <laughs> yeah, true. But anyway, that's my point. I just, I really like Natalie. She's complex. She's layered. I like that she's got this tough exterior, um, but she's also really passionate and, you know, a really good friend. Yeah. She, I, I think it was Damien, not to call you out, Damien, but who was like, oh, she's too much for me. Like, I could imagine a lot of people feeling that way about her if she was around in person, you know, because she's just seems kind of like she's not going to take any shit. She might give you some shit <laughs> you well, know? but i yeah, she's volatile think, too yeah you never volatile know. that's what i'm trying to say yeah yeah she's all over the place emotionally and she lashes out at people well she speaks the truth though too she's when strong. she when yes. she told them like you know we're all just we're all equally fucked up um right you, you know, just are better at hiding you're better it. At hiding it and i'm like yes thank you the, absolutely she speaks the truth so yeah and she's not afraid to say or do whatever is real you Mm -hmm. know she's not a bullshitter at all which i think is awesome okay penny um that leads well into my point um which is about the minivan scenes and the conversations that they had in there um you know 
uh, Taisa reveals to Shauna that she paid for rehab and Shauna is like, oh, you're just enabling her. Uh, she needs to learn to handle her own shit. And then Ty talks about how Nat has nobody and it it's really sad. And, you know, she's like, no one. And now she has less, you know, because Travis is dead. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. So I do what I can, not just for her, for me. And then it's so funny. Nat then gets in the car right then and Taisa goes, where the fuck have you been? Or, yeah. Why the, what the fuck took you so long or something yes, like that? It was just, just really funny. And then they all proceed to get drunk. That's and, how sisters are and brothers mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And Nat, Nat tells them about Kevin and says it's kind of nice. And then uh, later um, when the plan, you know, goes awry and uh, they don't catch the – the killer Shauna and Nat are really like prickly and hostile to each other. And then, um, uh, Nat, Shauna's complaining that she doesn't want to go to prison for murder. And Nat's like, like we haven't done a lot worse. And Shauna says, you know, don't drag us into your endless pit of guilt. And that's when, when Nat breaks down and yells at them and she's crying and she says they're as fucked up as she is. And, um, and she says, you're living on the brink just like me. If you're not going to help me with the plan, I'll do it myself. And then she gets out of the car and she's like, she's just really angry and sad and drunk. And all of it is showing on her face. Juliette Lewis, as usual, just doing a remarkable job. She goes back to the hotel and, and, you know, badly puts the gun away and gets in bed. And you can see her like trying to calm herself down so she can, you know, pretend with Kevin again and it it was a very powerful scene I really loved the performance mm-hmm. by Juliette Lewis She's I don't okay. know why she and Shauna are at odds because in the 1996 storyline they don't seem to have any problems with each other so Not something yet. happened I noticed that I didn't notice that before but I was more noticing that it coming from Shauna's direction that she doesn't seem to like Nat and mostly just mocks her and talks shit about her and at one point when Ty's like, where is she? Shauna says, maybe she stopped score drugs, which to be fair, I guess she kind of did. She comes back with a bottle of booze, but then it's something Jackie would have said right? in the past. Jackie was mean like that about Nat. Right. And then Sean is upset that Ty paid for Nat's rehab. And she's like, she has to learn to handle her own shit. And Thais is like, and if she never does, and Sean is like shrugging, I don't care. And then Ty has to kind of coach her to be empathetic, you know, basically saying, Hey, it's, we all ended up where we are because of fate, basically saying Sean, uh, Nat's had bad luck and doesn't have anyone supportive in her life. Who does she really have? No one. And now she has less. And Shauna doesn't respond to that. And I'm just like, man, sometimes it's really hard for me to like Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> I, in that moment, I, I, I didn't like I don't know like what her. she has against Natalie and if we'll get to see what, what that's all about. Yeah, maybe but it's we'll like see, yeah. this, what I really dislike how some women treat other women who don't have children when she makes that comment about, well, sorry, but, you know, we can't just sneak out the window. We all have families. We have lives, you know, talking, talking to Natalie. And it's oh, like, yeah, that was yeah. me. Wow. That was not a nice thing to say at all, just because she doesn't have, you know, a family or children. And to really kind of point that out, I, I really hate that. I don't think she was trying to insult her, but. But it's just she built into her that she that she <laughs> yeah. makes those yeah. comments. It's like how Jackie would talk, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she realized halfway through that particular mean sentence yeah. that she was being I mean, mean like and that. she did apologize. But it's 
it was the same last episode when she got to the motel room and uh, she says to to Nat, like, well, you look awful or something like that. And Nat's like, yeah, back at you. And then Thais is like, we're not doing this. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want you two to fight. And it, it made me wonder, Nip like, the is, the, right, is there a like, long history of these two sniping the at each other? That's the first time it happened right. or something. Yeah. Got that, too. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anything else, Penny? Uh, nope. All right. Let's see. I'm going to talk about this. It's kind of a subject that comes up a lot with me, but this sort of spectrum of belief that there's something supernatural going on. There's kind of a spectrum among three key players in this episode, I would say. Ty's the skeptic. Van is in the middle, but more leaning towards believing. And Lottie is a full believer. And so when Laura Lee is trying to encourage Lottie to come forward as a leader, I think, you know, asking her when they're all arguing about whether they should go off and try to find help. She says, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. So she's not really feeling it yet. And then later Laura Lee's, why didn't you tell them about your dream? Oh, she wouldn't have listened. So Lottie knows, well, she's used to her premonitions being scoffed at, especially by someone like Ty, who's a skeptic who says things like, I don't believe in any of that shit, stuff like that. Lottie finds this unburned vertebrae bone, I think, on the, I guess they burned the deer carcass that was sick from last time, full of maggots. Uh, and she, I guess, thinks because it survived the burning that it's got protective qualities and it's, it's a ta- can be used as a talisman. Why didn't it burn? I don't know. Like, I keep kind of hoping that either it's not supernatural or that they will keep it so it could be either. But there are a lot of coincidences coming up with Lottie. She's predicting everything. She predicted this river of blood, even if it's not really a river of blood. If you say you're going to come across a river of blood and see red smoke, and then you see this red river filled with iron deposits and then there's smoke, it still seems like, huh, that's interesting. And she, I don't remember if you guys mentioned it last week, but when Laura Lee baptized Lottie and she saw this like basically light, fire yeah, around like her explosion. head. Yeah, yeah. The fireball behind Laura Lee's head. Yeah. We talked about it. That's like her predicting how Laura Lee dies. Yeah. And, in this explosion. And she was very upset about yeah. it. Yeah. And Laura Lee kind of wrote it off as a. She's like, spiritual. that's the Holy spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's not what Lottie was thinking. And, and you know, when she was a girl and she screams and then there's a car accident and, um, Apparently, she also predicted prom queen and the whole Mr. Jenkins scandal, whatever that is. <laughs> but um, anyway, Lottie gives this bone to Van and says, "It'll. I think this will keep you safe, which is the beginning, I think, of Van starting to become a Lottie disciple. And then Thaisa, in her sleepwalking state, I guess, takes the bone and Van gets attacked. So that lends credence to that it maybe was protective and so I think even if it's only in Van's subconscious mind, she might feel resentful towards Ty about taking that bone and be more of a believer in Lottie. It's unclear whether Van knows that Ty uh, took the bone and was up in a tree. Like uh, none of them seem that's to be true. like, Van, Ty, where were you when she shows up or anything like that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, but if she's like, 
here, uh, <laughs> do you yeah. want your necklace back? Maybe she put I it mean, back on her while she was still knocked out yeah. from the wolf fight. Like, you, like, are you see, okay? look, it didn't work. You weren't protected <laughs> at all. <laughs> Maybe, was she wearing it when they tried to burn her alive? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to look next week. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me just put this back on. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, you know, like, I keep wanting to think that this show, that it's how people look at unrelated things but they connect them together because it's in our human nature to try to make meaning, even if there's not meaning really there. Like kind of how Adam we thought was a bad guy, and maybe he still is, but so far as we know now, he wasn't. But we wanted to make it that because that's what it seemed to add up to. And, you know, the showrunners say that this show is about the organizing principles of society. And a lot of how we're organized is based on faith. You know, there's a lot of, especially in the more distant past, but it's never um, confirmed or denied. It's hard to confirm or deny something like that. As far as I know, it's not confirmed that anything supernatural is real. And some people would argue with that. But anyway, um, I, I that's why I kind of suspect that maybe by the end of the series, we still won't know for sure whether there's something supernatural going on or not. I hope they can keep that going. It's a, yeah. They are doing a great job so far of playing in the middle. They are. But there's starting to be too many coincidences for me about what Lottie predicts that I'm like, okay, if she's going to predict everything correctly, then how could it not be supernatural? Yeah. I mean, there are a few strange things that aren't quite explainable, which you could consider supernatural, um, whether good or bad. Like the whole, when she just starts speaking French, she doesn't know French. Um, She's in French class, though. And someone says, yeah, she sucks at French, but... I would explain that where you can subconsciously pick things up, especially if you're in French class. Mm. And like this river, like Misty says, oh yeah, iron deposits can cause the water to turn red. I looked that up. It's actually true. And then some, this compass starts spinning around and they say, well, the metal can affect the compass. I looked that up. That's actually true. I don't know if it actually makes spin around like that, but um, that might just be like artistic license. So, The only thing for me so far, I think that I feel like is bordering on unexplainable is if Lottie just keeps predicting everything. But I mean, things that, I mean, you win the lottery, there's less of a chance you're going to win the lottery than there is that someone's going to correctly predict 10 things, (laughs) you know, so it could still just be coincidence. Um, and but and then, so then Van says, you know, to Ty that she'll be the first one in a horror movie to die because she's the skeptical one. And then I thought about that. Well, Jackie was ended up being the first one to die. Maybe she's a skeptic too. I don't know if we know for sure either way with her whether she believes in this stuff. There hasn't been much on that with her. She character. seems to think the séance is a is a joke. A joke, yeah. Um. But yeah, she hasn't like come out and said like Lottie's crazy or anything like that. Right. And it's interesting to me, I've mentioned this a little bit before, but that Ty is so skeptical because she had that thing where she thought she saw the man with no eyes when she was little. And um, also maybe she has created this shrine so she would win this election. But if she's having this split then maybe the other side of her, the bad one, quote unquote, is a believer and does these things. I just think, I mean, I, I really like that they're that they're playing with all this stuff. I think it's really cool. 
And it's interesting how different viewers react to it. I, I've seen a lot of people just take it for granted that, yeah, there is something supernatural going on. It doesn't want them to leave, <laughs> you know? And I mean, the, the one right. item I still just can't understand any non-supernatural reason for is the plane bursting into flames. Like, yeah, the flames came from the passenger seat. That's true. And the teddy bear was fi on fire first. And then we don't really know what happened, but it just, I don't know. There, there hasn't been a good explanation for it. That's true. I mean, I just tried to think, okay, maybe there was something broken in that part of the plane, but yeah, you're right. Like, it seems like the motor is up front, right? That's where all the heat is, not underneath the seat. Yeah, under the passenger seat probably is just like radio equipment or something. Faulty radio equipment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't I know. <laughs> what do you think, both of you, do you think it's supernatural? Or do you think we'll never find out? Or do you think it's not supernatural? I hope it's not. I hope it's not. How come? Well, because I think it's um, more interesting to see, well... Um, like the events that happen in the show, you know, I can't explain or w why they happen, but like, as far as like what it looks like it drives the girls to do or their behaviors, I would much rather it be, uh, something within them that causes them to do it instead of something mm -hmm. supernatural driving them to do it. Because I feel like it's more interesting and scary to see like what people are capable of and what they can actually do, um, versus something otherworldly or something that can't be explained driving them to mm -hmm. do it so i feel exactly what you just exactly. said yeah that's same yeah. thing it's much more interesting to see what people will do of their own accord versus some outside force causing them to do it yep yeah i mean it's like walking dead right the first season the zombies were the enemy but after that it's about humans and mm -hmm. what humans will do in extreme circumstances right. and that's why the show is interesting and same with this one it's like what are these people that we've come to care about going to do but the thing is a lot of people watching this show and maybe hearing my voice right now think no you guys are like when people do bad things it's because the devil made them do it you know that's why yeah so i, don't, <laughs> I already do don't, don't believe that, that but i know some, <laughs> some yeah. people do and right. Yeah. Right, right. And so there, I feel like people who believe that their experience of the show is going to be a lot different. different. Yeah. And, and that's why I sort of suspect that they may never reveal whether there's something supernatural or not, because that's kind of our experience of life. I mean, we, I mean, I don't know, but I guess I can't speak for you guys. I'm agnostic, so I don't think there is, but I don't know. I don't know. How would I know? You know, same. so that's kind of how, how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, it's not knowable. So there's always the possibility that there's a God or a supernatural world, but uh, I'm not going to live my life as if there right. is one. Yeah, me too. <sighs> but for as far, and I, I'm not going to watch this show as if there is or is not something supernatural going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's fun to see. speculate. You know, yeah. I'm open to um, either. I hope yeah. it's not, but I think it's fun how they're kind of playing with it. And I hope we don't find out, really. I hope that they're able to keep this balance mm. where it kind of keeps you guessing, like, ooh, is it? Ooh, well, how do you explain that? Oh, well, no, it's not, because there's a, a good rational explanation for that, you know? So it's it's 
fun to have that back and forth. It does make it more interesting, but in the end, I hope it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I would be more satisfied if it was either not or they never reveal it. Because another reason why, if it does end up being something supernatural, then it's more like a lot of other shows and movies yeah. that we've already seen, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, the the act of keeping us guessing, for me anyway, makes it feel more fresh. Yep. Okay. I think it's your turn, Rima. Well, my point was mainly like the woods and how like the woods that they're in are like have slowly up to this point really become a character on its own, you know, in the show, you know, as as we, we just talked about, you know, Lottie has these visions, you know, about what is going to happen. Uh, and then we see some of them, you know, at least in this episode, come to fruition. That whole river of, of blood was, you know, interesting. The uh, red smoke and fire, you know, they get attacked by wolves. Um, how Thaisa is going into another one of her like fugue states and happens to have this bone fragment whatever it is talisman that lottie has given to van whenever anyone says fugue state i can't help but think of walter white yeah that's yeah i'm not knocking it yeah i can't help it's one of my one of my favorite shows ever so of course everything (laughs) in my life is a reference to breaking bad walking dead or dexter it's just where all of my frame of reference comes from i like it um (laughs) So <laughs> you're among friends. Yes, I'm welcome here. I'm in a safe space. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, all of these things happening and it's just like, um, well, you know, like we were just talking about, is there something keeping them there, you know, and, and they've tried to venture out, tried to break out from the group. And then this tragedy strikes. They, at least at this point now we know because we've, we've, we've watched the the rest of the, the season, but prior to that, like we didn't know it was Van dead and, you know, thinking we've lost one of our own. So, you know, tragedy has struck and it's still tragic because she is still horribly, you know, um, mauled and, uh, you know, has to kind of live with the scarring on her face and go through this trauma. I mean, she's already been through a trauma, kind of like a second trauma. She got the plane crash. Then she nearly um, uh, burned up and was caught fire in the plane crash. And then uh, here she is again getting mauled by a freaking wolf. I mean, how much can one person? She also almost got caught, uh, cut up by the Oh, the propeller. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And Jackie. Yeah. Van has a lot of close calls. Yeah. And yet she's still like, Cracking jokes and being all chipper. I, I love her. She's so sassy. Yeah, I really like, I like her a lot. I, I do too. She's I really like her. She's super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Interested to see where where she's at in um, the second second season for sure, uh, and kind of where she falls into line. Um, but you know, I, I like that. You know, um, there's this question about uh, this greater force. You know, how and how I think it divides the group because i do think there's going to be some division you know uh, likely that those who believe you know that there's some kind of supernatural force at play with i think potentially lottie as being their leader and those who refuse you know that which i think you know taisa could fall into that group maybe um and it you know it does seem like we we start to see some some of that division and um who who might be leaning one way or another i think Travis, you know, is, is interesting to bring up as well. Um, Natalie points out that he never believed in any of that was something that she said. So I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting to see who's going to how this is going to divide the group and 
you know, what that looks like. And, and well, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get more. I know what they're planning, maybe, whether we'll get it. But I think the showrunners were thinking maybe five seasons, right? Yeah. It feels like, man, they're moving pretty quick. I know. For yeah, like, there to be five more seasons or four more. Well, it depends on how much time they're going to spend post-rescue, but right. in the, in the mm-hmm. 90s. That's true. Maybe they'll have it. Like, I would imagine they might have one season, but I doubt more. But it could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I like all of that. Um, and I like how it's not just uh, kind of a division in the show with the characters, but also with the fan base. Like like you were just talking yeah. about, Jason, yeah. how there's that division. So it's just mm-hmm. super fun to talk about and, and interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it really seems like Lottie is, uh, by the end of this season, is in full-on cult leader mode and starting to really just go for it with whatever she thinks is going on with some force that's there and they have to spill blood to pay tribute to and whatever like that. And so I imagine that the whole cannibal council that we saw at the end of the first episode is steeped in all that stuff. Who knows? But that's what I think. But maybe some of them are faking it just to not get killed, you know? Like seems like a smart Ty could be strategy. one of those, mm-hmm. but maybe she's just fa- or or something. Uh, Travis, I feel like, where the hell is he? Because <laughs> I think there's only aside from the Cannibal Council, one or two people aside from them, based on what we've tried to figure out about the numbers and everything. We could mm-hmm. be wrong about that too, but yeah, it's hard to know with the with the unnamed background, all the red shirts, girls yeah. that just show up every once yeah. in a while, right. yeah. Okay, uh, Penny? My next point is about Adam and Shauna and the whole scene in front of her house. He's waiting in front of the house when she comes back from, you know, the blackmail drop. She says, it's 4 a.m., what are you doing here? And and he's like, what are we doing, Shauna? And she's like, what are, you, what are we doing? Are you serious? What happened to go with the flow? See where life takes me. And he says, I'm up at night, I don't know. I'm wondering, maybe we could be something. She's like, you're so full of shit. I'm an artist. I'm open to the universe. Look at me. That's all just a fucking act. All that's happening is you're not in control and you're not used to it. Now, Shauna has a lot of control issues in her sex life. She's really into being in control. I just thought that was an interesting thing to say to him. But then he says, "Uh, nice try, but you feel exactly what I'm talking about running between us. Every single cell in your body wants to blow things up and see what happens. That's who you are. And she looks at him for a second, and then they cut to them passionately kissing inside the front door of her house. So that line got her. He's on to something. That turned her from fuck you to. (laughs) I think it got to her true self. I just honestly look. I love Shauna. I think she's very interesting, and there's I think certain aspects of her character that I can kind of relate to. But I think there's just something a lot more sinister about her that we don't know about yet. Yeah, she's uh she's messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she like in the last episode was about to kill Travis. I just can't forget that. And I don't care that she was on shrooms. I guess I don't know. I've been on shrooms. I never want to kill anyone. <laughs> and Yeah, it just made me want to like play with paint. <laughs> right. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> take a walk in the woods. 
Um, when uh, in the morning when they wake up and Adam hides in the closet and that whole scene where Shauna tells Jeff to take his clothes off and leave them on the bed or whatever, I just really enjoyed when she opened the closet door and Adam says, ooh, I've never been in a French farce before. <laughs> it just it completely cracked me up because that's exactly what I was thinking in that scene. I was like, Oh, this is like a French farce. Like he'll go through one door and then Jeff will come through a different door. And then, and then for him to say it, I was like, Oh, he heard me talking. And then when she said, tells him to leave and then she leaves the room, he has a look on his face. Like this is fun. Like he's way into it, even though it's chaotic and dangerous. He, he's, he's really happy. I mean, did we know how old he is? Is he like 26 or something? I, I mean, they haven't mentioned they his haven't, age, but... No, I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, it's just he seems like he wants life to be an adventure still, and he doesn't understand the value of like things being a little more settled and predictable. Stable. Yeah, he, st- stability's not his interest, right? He wants mm-hmm. fire and chaos, yeah. and Shauna promises him that. that. Like, that's who she is inside, at least as far as he can see. And she is bored as fuck. Yeah. So that she's kind of torn, but that appeals to a certain side of her for sure. I mean, I don't think she ever intended for her affair with Adam to become something serious. And that's why she's angry at him, but she just wanted something to liven up her life. Fuck my feelings. That's the problem. And she thinks her husband's cheating on her too. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I've been critical of her, but being with Adam is kind of low on the list of <laughs> things that I'm critical about. He's also just so cute. I mean, he is so cute. It's hard He's to blame confident, her. Yeah. And he knows how to handle, like, he can absorb anything. Well, not anything, because he doesn't absorb that knife. Not, not knives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the scene. I thought um, they did a nice job when the two of them were kissing and they, they come in the house and they close the door and then they like lean against the family portrait and he oh, yes. like knocks it to the side as they're walking up the st- or going up the stairs. It was mm. um, it was pretty classic scene of a of a bad idea of bringing your lover into your own home. Yeah. It's super and risky. Jeff comes home and you'd think the room would smell like Adam and sex and everything, but like she didn't even yeah. bother to fix that side of the bed at all. <laughs> a, he's a little clueless, Jeff, but also now we know he's riled up from what happened that night, having been chased by her friends. And I was like, wait, did he see her? But Ashana, but no, she drove the car around front while Thaisa and Nat chased him. And he's also stoked because he has $50,000 now. And but I also wondered. Did he already pay the people back because Shauna had time to get home and mess around while he was still away? Who knows? I mean, he still must have had some of the money because he bought that dress, as you mentioned. So I don't know. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, do do we know if he paid him back? He must have, right? Because I don't think Shauna asked him to give the money back when she found out it was was him. I don't think she did either. I think he did pay them back. Yeah. But I guess we'll find out in whatever episode that is where he confesses yeah, to com- her. Coming up here, yeah. Anything else about that? Um, no, just, you know, R.I.P. Adam. Not yet. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I won't be on next time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Let's talk about Misty and Jessica. Oh, good. <laughs> so last week we saw Misty drug Jessica, inject her, and now they're down in the murder basement. And what struck me about this was how calm Jessica was about the whole thing. Like, She's like, what do you want from me? I want you to tell me the truth. Okay. Your haircut is unflattering. <laughs> <laughs> True. She wasn't Which, wrong. <laughs> you know, I think it looks fine. I think this is another thing where the show's trying to make us think Misty doesn't look good, but I like it. Curly hair? What's wrong with curly hair? I have curly hair. I don't, it's not the curly hair. There's, it's the triangle. I say it's just not the great, sh- the best shape for her curly hair. There is a way to okay. cut curly hair. That's all. I love curly hair. I- I think I'm she curly. Could, yeah, she could look better, maybe, but I think she looks just fine. But uh, anyway, that's besides the point. So, um, I I had originally thought the writers were having Jessica be so calm about it, so that later it would make sense that Misty might let her go and she wouldn't rat Misty out because they were kind of two people who played outside the lines and had a connection or something like that. But no, <laughs> that's not what happened at all. Uh, and we don't even know whether Jessica ultimately would have reported Misty because we will never know. But anyway, in this episode, it's interesting. I noticed they're both telling the absolute truth. Misty says, well, I think Misty's telling the truth. She says, the reason you're here is simple. I'm protecting my friends. I believe that. Some think Misty's in this cult. I, d- I really don't think so. And also she blames Jessica for the blackmail. For the stalking, which I presume is about the postcards, right? Mm-hmm. And killing Travis. And all three, we know the blackmail's from Jeff. As far as the postcards, like I do think the postcards probably are not from Jeff, although I think Shauna should ask him, <laughs> did you send these postcards, by the way? Um, but um, anyway, uh, Jessica also tells Misty the truth, as far as we know. She says Taisa hired her to track down everyone who survived and find out if anyone would talk and mess up her campaign. And I thought, I wondered if she had left it at that. Maybe I don't think so, but it felt like pushing it when then she said, also, I'm sure that Travis was murdered, but I'm not going to tell you why, because I need leverage. That was sort of poking at Misty. And then Misty slapped her and said, well, I'll make you talk. And I'm like, what if you had just left it at, you know, I just I was hired by Taisa and that's what I've been doing. But anyway, then M- Misty threatens to kill Jessica's father. And so then Jessica, okay, okay, fine. I went to Travis's place to try to get him to talk, bought him that whiskey. He didn't talk. I was suspicious about his death. So I, 
did some digging, noticed his bank account closed right after he died. So someone else, probably the killer took that money. And, um, so after that, it seems like Jessica has told Misty everything yet she's going to be killed. So I'm, I just can't help but think, all right, I, we didn't quite know what to make of Misty before this, but she's a psychopath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before she slaps Jessica, she says, this is fun. And then slaps her. And I was like, whoa, whoa. she, um, I read somewhere, uh, I think it was Ashley Lyle said that Misty is like a cat and, uh, you know, she likes birds, but she's willing to kill at a moment's notice, but she's like real happy about it. Killing and playing is kind of the same thing to her. <laughs> I was like, oh, she is like a cat. Um, Adorable. I kind of love her. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny That's how they funny. can make a character like Misty, who definitely has psychopathic tendencies, but she's but Christina Ricci plays her so charmingly that we that we love her. <laughs> it's so 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 strange because she is a good friend she is a good friend to yeah. you know whatever. so i mean there there are some good qualities to her yeah. so yeah sometimes when she's like oh let me show you how to bury this body you're like oh i'm glad she's there <laughs> yeah like I, I don't have anybody in my life like that right um, like it's who awesome. would i call if i had a dead body to get rid of i, I have no idea <laughs> call me uh-huh. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. I mean, oh. she joins this long list of characters for me, like Walter White. Well, Walter White was an asshole, but Tony Soprano or um, not quite in the same way, but like a J.R. Ewing, you know, just fun as hell to watch, but not yeah. someone you'd probably want in your life. <laughs> at I mean, all. she constantly warns Jessica not to underestimate her, that she's more dangerous yeah. than Jessica thinks she is. And Jessica just doesn't get the message ever. Right. Yeah, she should not have smoked that cigarette in the end. Yeah, I can't believe she, she should have run as fast her. as she could out of that house. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, Misty did it right, like threw it in the garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that totally was a misdirection on Misty. She also part. pretended she was going to take the book deal, and Jessica totally like believed her. That was crazy. She pretended to. I don't know if she really believed her. They were yeah. both playing a game there. We'll get to that, but you're not yeah. going to be on that episode. So I won't. Well, yeah. and why do you, <laughs> you think, can talk about it now? Like, if she was working for Taisa, why didn't Taisa just tell everyone about Jessica? Because Sean even mentioned it, and Taisa just kind of yeah, like I know, grazed huh? right over that. Like when Shauna mentioned it, she just didn't want him to know that she was being manipulative devious, and like, sneaky. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess, yeah. It was just like, well, just I mean, say they it. would have both yelled at her. They would have been mad. But but at know, least it would have eliminated one together. more person. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're all trying to figure out who's behind all of this and, and you know, what's going right. on. It would just be easy enough to say, well, hey, I know it's not her. I hired her. Okay. I mean, look what Shauna did. She pretended that the guy she just killed, Adam, was the blackmailer so that she wouldn't get Jeff in trouble. Yeah. They're all lying to each other. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all just not good <laughs> <They're> people. <all laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And I, but I enjoy this. Uh, Je- like in this episode, we're getting misdirection that Jeff is the bad guy. He's kind of. He's cheating on his wife. And then it turns out, no, he's not. He's he's a good guy. Well, he's mixed. He's a blackmailer, too. So anyway, yeah. it kind of ruins my point. But um, Misty, it was up until now, like maybe she's mostly bluffing or we don't know really the extent of what she would do. But we find out, no, she's she's a killer. Yeah. 
Um, she also, we get to see her her little mini VHS collection there, which is hilarious, first of all, in 2021 to have a working VCR is amazing. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's while you were sleeping. While sleeping yeah. mm-hmm. And then she also has Misery, which we've all referenced. She uh, is oh. Annie. Of course Annie she does. Yeah, yep. she's steady and, um, <laughs> and um, Primal Fear, which yeah. um, has an obvious reference if you've seen the movie, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Oh, it's so it's good. a great movie. It's People so good. Yeah. yeah, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one thing I really dig about all these scenes with Jessica and Misty is their the tone the that Jessica's so calm and that they're game playing and it, Jessica's a really interesting character to be in the murder basement because she's clearly some kind of a mercenary fixer type who's seen a lot of stuff and learned how to deal with a wide range of things not Misty Quigley but um you know the way she because you could have just had it be like a typical show where she's like what are you gonna do to me and crying and you know that would have been something we've seen a thousand times but it was more interesting to see these two game players trying to uh, not really reveal what's going on underneath or, or maybe she actually is that calm, but either way it was, it was, well, she says it's not the first time I've been held hostage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Misty says, what happened to the first person who held you hostage? And she's like, Oh, they lived happily ever after. And then they both laugh like, right. ha, 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 obviously they're dead. Right. Um, <laughs> she I mean, did look in a way they're though. a good pair. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It was good gameplay, yeah. but she did after Misty slapped her and put the duct tape back on her face, man, she did have a look on her face like, Oh shit. Yeah. I think I might be a little bit out of my element here. With yeah. this one. Yeah. But she goes back and forth because she was yeah. even screaming at the beginning of this too. But then in a later episode, she's more back to being more jokey and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think she's just trying to do what it takes to get the hell out of there as quickly as possible without freaking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Misty creepily watching Kevin Tan sleep in mm-hmm. Natalie's hotel Ugh. room. And then and Jessica yelling from the basement. It was so funny. She's like, Misty, I know you can hear me. And Misty's like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and then she puts on her like, you know, serial killer coveralls and latex gloves and goes down in the basement. I know. She's so fussy about it. And <laughs> she should be wearing a hairnet too or something on yeah. her on her head. Yeah, those awesome. hairs, those that's a lot of DNA evidence there. Yep. <laughs> but it's her basement, so I don't know why she's worried about it evidence in her own basement well i guess on jessica yeah on jessica true all right do you have any more rima i have notes but not specific points i think i'm out of points too i could go on to notes what about you penny um the only other major point i wanted to talk about was the failed mission to save them but i think we actually sort of talked about most of it already um, the only, I guess it's more of a note then, is that Ty at the beginning says, and it's going to get cold, and not, I need to put on a coat cold. I'm talking about dying feels like falling asleep cold, which of course perfectly foreshadows how Jackie dies. Right. And also, mm-hmm. I think, just puts it in our head that you can die that way. Because my I had forgotten my question was, well, why didn't she get up and go inside if she was that cold? But then hearing this line again, I'm like, okay, I guess you can just feel like you're falling asleep (laughs) yep yeah and also i didn't really understand like the people that went on the mission like why did misty go and mari and akila i i don't know why they went either it just didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me 
Yeah, they didn't really give a lot of explanation as to why they felt the need to go. I mean, Taisa made made sense. I don't know if they just believed in what she said or if maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe, you know, Taisa's, um, I think, a, a pretty good leader. And maybe they just looked to her, you know, as as a leader and respect her and, and admire her and someone that they would follow. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah there wasn't a and lot maybe- of story to it or why. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like Van, they just were like, well, it's better than doing nothing. I have to at least try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't too worried about it. I think it makes sense for a group of people to go rather than just one or two if they're all healthy and able, but also for people to stay back and, you know, take care of the coach and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Since Misty's not going to be there. (laughs) But he he looks so handled that so well. He's been training his entire (laughs) life for that moment. She's, he's like, please don't make it back. Please don't make it back. <laughs> I don't have good feelings about what happens to Coach and Misty. I think she's going to do something bad to him. Yeah, um, I'm worried about him. I'm yeah. surprised he's made it this far. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's going to get worse. I think he's yeah. going to thwart, you know, he's her chop off his other leg. I think. Well, I mean, I think she might because, and so that way he's like completely dependent on her or something, or even. <laughs> further she might i don't know i don't like know she's, now i think she just hates him i don't know you're a dirty birdie <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get on to notes rima well we talked about a lot of my notes but i'm curious um one of one of the notes that i wanted to talk about because um we talk a lot about or hear a lot about that this there's cannibalism in this show um and i'm not saying that that's wrong because i certainly think that they're leading us that way but do we have we thought that maybe it's not or that there isn't cannibalism yeah i'm not convinced that there is cannibalism i think that they heavily imply it Mm -hmm. but they heavily imply lots of stuff they do they do and i'm yeah and i think it's a good possibility i mean you know it 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 would make sense um you know that they would resort to that but i think um you know we don't at least so far what we've seen, we haven't actually seen them do anything except slit the throat and drain the blood of the victim that we saw uh, in the pit, the, the pit girl that we have referred to so, so much. Um, and then of course, when, when they do uh, hang her up to the tree and slit her throat, that's of course the first step to preparing like, like game, like if you kill a deer or whatever, that's how you start to dress them. Um, so, you know, it, it could be that or it could be a red herring but i think there's also some ritualistic elements of of this and that you know we see the girls chasing their sacrifice you know through the forest um in the pilot and i i wonder if it's more because it's it has to be more sacrificial you know what what does lottie say in one of the episodes you know it, it it wants blood or there, there, it needs blood, or there, there needs to be blood, or something like that. And so, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's more uh, a sac- sacrificial kind of element to it instead of just the the cannibalism it's force. Yeah, yeah, it could be, and you never know on this show yeah. what's what for sure. Well, I think I, that's more sinister than the cannibalism thing. You know, I mean, yeah, it yeah. could be a combination of both too: spill the blood, eat the body, but. It really seems like it's cannibalism to me because Shauna, I think, is the one who she well, she, you know, with the rabbit. Yeah. 
she had no problems cutting up that rabbit, chopping it up and cooking it up. Yep. And I think that was an allusion to her having had a lot of practice doing that kind of a thing when she used to eat people. But I we agree. haven't seen it for sure. Yeah. And then they show them, yeah, chopping up this, I mean, not chopping, like hanging up this body, like you said, just like you do with game and then eating some meat. Mm -hmm. So they want us to think it's cannibalism for sure. I guess it's not 100% until we know we, we actually yeah. see them chop up the body and chow down. Ugh, Nat I says, know. I know. Nat too. says we've, we've done, we've done a, lot a lot worse. worse. Yeah. And we don't know what that means. Right. I guess if you strung a woman up and well, that it would be murder though. Yeah. Well, I think if yeah. you're sacrificing, you're that? chasing someone as a sacrifice. It's this whole ritual. I feel like that's where, I mean. But it's yeah. still murder. Torture would be. The two things I could think of that would be worse than murder are torture and cannibalism. Well, when they're cutting up Adam to dispose of him, Shauna's like, they like, they oh, seem yeah, very I still remember how to do it. The process, yeah. it yeah, there was that for sure. It definitely alludes yeah. to it, and there's something about you know, but is it opportunistic? You know. Or for these kind of thing, well, like with Jackie, who it seems pretty clear is dead, right? But you never know for sure on this show. We've kind of just been like, okay, we'll just presume she's dead. And then if it turns out we're, we're wrong, we'll deal with it. <laughs> and I kind of feel that not quite as sure, but about the cannibalism to me, it's like, okay, I'm just presuming that there was cannibalism going on, but I guess we don't know hundred percent. That's how I feel about it. Right. Well, uh, there could have been, but you know, like, um, and I'm sure you guys have, have talked about it, but like the movie Alive, and I hope it doesn't spoil anything for anyone. If you haven't seen it, it is an old movie, so I feel like the time has passed. But you know, they they do resort to that, but it's only on the the ones that have already died. Like they didn't kill anyone, you know, um, to do that. They have the know. advantage that all the dead bodies are frozen, right? Like they're preserved. Whereas and these girls don't. Like the people who've already died, mm -hmm. they buried by the plane right. and their bodies are rotting. So right. That's not an option for them. Right. And it's not yeah. unless they start with Jackie, Jackie because she she has died in under these circumstances. But if you're killing to then eat someone, that's I mean, that's definitely a step beyond. Or is it it's some ritual and sacrifice that they're that Lottie makes them believe that they have to do um, for whatever this entity or supernatural force. And then because of the sacrifice, oh, well, we just happen to have a dead body available. Let's eat, eat that. You know, I don't know. Oh, this is so weird to even like say out loud. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be a part of the whole ritual. Right, I maybe. Kind of said that already, I'm not saying it's not. I just think it's meat. interesting to kind of think about that, well, we haven't actually seen it yet. They definitely mm -hmm. are giving us enough to believe it's 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 there and it's it's happened. Um, and I, I think there probably is. But I wonder if it's just more – because they're talking about maybe that's um, – because cannibalism I don't think is the worst thing that they could do. I think this whole sacrificial, if that's what it is, some, some type of um, – you know, practice that they're that they're doing that Lottie thinks them or makes them believe that is necessary. That to me is um, a lot more horrific than trying to survive yeah. in the wilderness with no food. Oh hell yeah! So yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, yeah, I agree. That's that was my um, only note that I had that we haven't already talked about. Penny, um, I have a couple. Um, one, Javi leaves Shauna that little carved wolf. Um, it's definitely part of the misdirection that that Adam might be grown up Javi, but I wonder if there's going to be some follow up to that later. If that's going to come into play, 
Yeah, why did he make that? That's another <laughs> teaser of possible supernatural. Yeah, or also just like wolf, the wolf theme. Um, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I thought the showrunners had said that um, Adam was not Javi. Yeah, I think they right, have. they right. did. Okay. They have yeah. confirmed but that, she's but saying at the that's time, a oh, okay. teaser that oh yeah, yeah, a yeah. misdirection, definitely yeah. misdirection. They're very good at that. Yeah, they did a lot of very intentional making us think Adam was Javi, mm-hmm. um, especially in I think it's the next episode where they cut between them a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, um, Annie Wilkes would be pissed about that. It's not fair. <laughs> Anything else? Um, yeah. Um, that uh, Nat is usually really good at working people. But when Kevin discovers that she's fired his gun, she just seems like she's like not capable of coming up with a good lie. And she kind of doesn't want to. And her heart's not in it. And then it's getting really bad. And then she lashes out at him and says, you yeah. know. This high school crush you have is really pathetic. And it, it looked like it hurt her to say it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought I so. Think she I really, think she really genuinely liked him. has feelings for him. Yeah. 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 I think so. The way Julia Lewis played it, I think you could have read those same lines and made it seem like, all right, the jig is up. I was using you. But the way she played it, she's just doesn't know how to deal. And it's like, okay, fuck it. But yeah. she was hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was really emotional and probably still drunk. They drank that whole big bottle of. I guess it was whiskey. Yeah. Um, I think just she and Shauna drank all of it because Shauna was also pretty drunk. Yeah, I love it when Shauna's like, well, I better not drive because if we die, then we won't find out who the blackmailer is. Yeah. And then when um, they get ready to go, Nat's like, I'll drive. And the other two are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like their chemistry for sure. It was fun. Fun sequence. Yeah. Oh, they've got them. great chemistry. You can tell that there's a really great relationship with all these actresses that they just, you know. You you can totally buy that they have this long history together. Yeah, it was it was fun. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, I did just a couple things about the blackmail plan. Like, I'm not even on first watch. I wasn't sure about the idea of filling up this bag with garbage and stuff, so the blackmailer wouldn't find the tracker quickly. I, I almost thought if you have a bunch of junk in there, then he's probably just going to pull the money out maybe, you know, which he did. I would say they should have thought ahead and maybe sewed it into the bottom or something That's like that. That's what I was thinking. Like try to find a little um, pocket, pocket or, or something. something to insert it inside of the, the duffel bag. But then, yeah, if, if he just yeah. grabbed the money and it's unfortunate, like Shauna um, pointed out, which I thought was really, really funny. She's like, That's it. That's $50,000. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, gosh, right. you just think of that much money. You think of so much more. And it was like, this is, this, I mean, still a lot of money, but like this block of money, it would have been nice if it had been in smaller bills. And had <laughs> they not had it all tied up together Bundled and up. just kind of scattered it in the bag, it would have been less chance that the, 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 the blackmailer would be able to like just grab it and dump the bag and all the contents and run. And he'd still have the bag just put on it him. in the middle like, the, like, like she said, because they were going to follow him to wherever he's going. He's not, maybe he would count it. I don't know, but it seems like he would go wherever he was going to go first and then count it. Yes. Yeah. He was moving. Yep. But that, what you just said about the money, uh, the size of it, I like little details like that, that they put in that aren't necessary for the plot or anything, but they're just little character moments that adds to the impact of the show. For me, Mm -hmm. the writing is really good. I think. 
What were you going to say, Penny? Oh, I don't know why Shauna used that like personalized, recognizable, identifiable duffel bag. No um, kidding. And not just some like random. I mean, she's got to be like me. She's got to have like 35 oh, yeah. reusable grocery See, bags. Got, like, yeah, and then, all kinds of throwaway would, bags. Did Jeff recognize that? That's, I would that's think he point. Well, but was it actually, well, no, I guess it was Jeff. I think at it was Jeff. Scene yeah, it was because Jeff. Because he was covered yeah, in the, the glitter. glitter. So why didn't he, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, in the yeah. heat of the moment, you probably wouldn't notice. But um, I liked when Natalie said, where'd you get that ex- Etsy reject of a bag anyway, Shauna? Oh, my daughter made it for Father's Day back when she was cute. I took it from Jet, blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. She's always mean about her daughter. It's funny. Well, her daughter yeah. is an asshole, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, other notes. I liked the, sorry, when you were talking about um, her and then their conversation, um, asking her about the bag. And then she's like, what, you're not as sentimental? Again, I think, and Shauna just kind of gives her a look. And I'm like, see, I feel like we're getting these little pieces about Shauna. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just, it stood out to me. She's a bit cold. Yeah. Detached. Yeah, detached. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's a good word. Depressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the title is no compass, which, you know, literally they kind of don't have a compass for a second there, but metaphorically it means there's no one who really knows what, for sure which way to go or what to do. I mm-hmm. think maybe moral compass too, a little. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Especially the adult ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Van's arguing with Thais about whether they should go looking for help says, what are you Edmund fucking Hillary? Had to look him up. He's a New Zealand mountaineer and explorer who was the first climber or in the first group of climbers confirmed to reach the top of Mount Everest. The first white climber. Uh, uh, Oh, really? It didn't say that in Wikipedia. It just said the first climber confirmed. Sherpas were up there before. I liked when Travis smiles when nat pokes fun at him she's he says not to be a sexist tool but something something she's like don't be so hard on yourself with a little effort i'm sure you can overcome the sexist part and he smiled at that so i'm liking him better when he has a sense of humor about himself um and it was sweet that he agreed to stay when she's like i want you to stay okay okay Mm. uh and then i don't know how i didn't notice this at first but daphne's totally right like he clearly probably well probably has been sexually abused because she goes to go down on him and then he's like all anxious about it and very much seems like he was sexually abused and probably by his father right that's my theory as well it's what it seems like yeah interesting because there was some stuff earlier with the i forgot what it was but daphne had some things about yeah he he gets nervous whenever they get close to having sex and he gets like defensive and and hostile and he just generally says mean things about his father he's like he was a horrible father i don't care if he's dead all that but there was something when they were leaving in the first episode to go to the plane where his there was some interaction with the father that also seemed weird i forget he tries to kiss the the mother goodbye and she's like okay don't touch me but that could be just him being a jerk it could be yeah but I, when I see scenes where there's hmm. 
people trying to have sex and it's awkward and it, it's not happening. I feel really uncomfortable with that, which is, I think one reason why I'm uncomfortable with Travis's story. Cause they keep having scenes like that. That's on me. I'm not saying it's bad storytelling or anything, but I just feel really squirmy. You know, the whole thing with him trying to get the condom on and no. not being able to do it and everything. Yeah. Well, and I didn't like, and I mean, maybe I guess if there's some history of, of, of abuse there, then, you know, right. and if that comes to fruition, then I, I can't be so hard on Travis. But I just really didn't like the how he was making Natalie feel like it almost felt yeah. like he was there was like almost a bit of slut shaming there. Like when she looks at him and says, I want you so bad. And he's like, you don't have to talk like that. And it kind of, you know, she's like, OK, you know, and I just I didn't like that. And like that he kept mm-hmm. kind of lashing out at her or kind of making her feel bad and, you know. Um, you know, and I get it if there's something going on there that she's not aware of and if there was abuse and he's not going to be so super open about that. And I think if he was, she'd be a lot more understanding, but it's just like, you're being really hard on her and being a total jerk. And then he bails, right? He just like leaves and he says like, I got to get out of here and just leaves Doesn't her there yeah. in her underwear. I mean, yeah. for me, I, I've yeah. been super critical of Travis, but when mm-hmm. Daphne pointed that out, it makes me see the whole thing with fresh new eyes, almost like seeing Jeff renewed watching the beginning of this to see him in a whole new light like if he really had a lot of sexual abuse or any sexual abuse and he's trying but he just can't you know it just triggers the fuck out of him clearly then i feel much more sympathetic towards him than i did before i thought about that if that turns out to be true i'll have a little bit more sympathy for him Mm -hmm. because i do think he's been an asshole and it's hard for me to excuse a lot of his behavior not just that scene um but like the whole pointing of the gun you know at natalie and just no some i don't his other, that at all. you know i don't i don't like any of that i think you know you can go through trauma and you can go through things but it doesn't excuse behavior um but i'd be a little bit more sympathetic about the know, sex if that stuff. turned out to be the case yeah. Yeah. yeah also remember you know they're teenagers right like they're they're both relatively unexperienced they don't know what the right thing is to do. I don't know about you guys, but my early experiences were awkward and weird too. Oh, mine were so smooth and great. <laughs> I mean, Just it's kidding. one thing to be awkward, but No, no. Yeah, he you know. like it, it makes a difference to me whether he if he had this abuse, but if he didn't then yeah, it's awful the way. But he clearly he he's try he tried, you know, but something he looked gripped with anxiety, you know, and he yeah. he he's not being his best self there. And you know, I know when I'm in a super anxious state, I'm not going to be my best self either. So, anyway, sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Feeling a little anxious. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I totally interjected with that. So it's, yeah. it's still on your points. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that was all the notes that I had. So let's take a little break. There's a little bit more to come. Stay with us. Are you sure that that thing is true? Or did someone just tell it to you? Come up with a test. Test it out. Find a way to show what would happen if you were incorrect. Fact is just a fantasy unless it can be checked. Make a test. Test it out. Uh, we've got just a little bit of news today. Um, I found uh, an article on comicbook.com 
called Yellow Jackets producers confirm their casting pivotal season season two character. And it was written by Jamie Jirak. And I'm going to skip the intro where they just talk about what the show is and how popular it is. Um, in a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter's TV Top 5 podcast, creators, showrunners Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson said they have yet to cast adult Lottie, but they teased some big plans for the next season. In terms of other survivors, we plant the flag that Lottie is lurking in the shadows and meeting her in the near future. Uh, ideally, we will probably meet at least one other, Lyle teased. And then the author puts, please let it be adult Van. Also, the entire internet seems to have decided that Lauren Ambrose should be adult Van. Every time cool. I Google anything about Yellow Jackets, I find yet another person <laughs> who says that. I've seen that a couple times. Yeah, I love Lauren Ambrose. Yeah, I've been watching so. her on Servant, the Apple TV Plus show. She's very, oh, very she's good on there. Yes, yeah. very good. Different, totally she's different really kind of character good. than I've ever seen her play before. Completely different awesome. than Six Feet Under. Yeah. yeah. I think you might dig it, Penny. Yeah, I... um. I rotate through my streaming services. So mm -hmm. right now I'm in a not Apple Plus period and then I'll <laughs> go back into it. <laughs> Check it out when you get back in that cycle. Yep. Okay. Let's get in some listener buzz. Rima? Tiffany Tabalt says, Young Thaisa talking about dying feels like falling asleep cold. Resonates with the last episode so much more on Second Watch. Love the rewatch uh, Second Take podcast. So many different levels of understanding the during the first watch. Thank you. Glad you guys that's are doing nice. it. Yeah, that's really nice to say. Archmaster Rennie says, Hey, podcasticers. No, podcasters. Podcasters. Podcasticasters. Podcasticasters. All right. Like Sorry, podcastica. I bungled that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just have a note on a tiny detail in this episode. The first time I saw it, I thought, when Shauna puts the tracker in the chips bag, wouldn't that act as a Faraday cage and block the tracker? I thought the same thing, Rennie. And I remembered the scene in um, Enemy of the State where Gene Hackman puts a tracker in a chips bag. Um, so I did some internet searching. The answer seems to be that it would depend on whether the package was actually made of foil or just plastic. If it's just plastic, it wouldn't block anything. If it's foil, well, then maybe it would or maybe it wouldn't. My research was inconclusive. I'm going to decide that it was a plastic bag, no foil. <laughs> the series is pretty meticulous, except for a couple of real whoppers, like the maggot-infested deer, as you pointed out last time. I have another big one next time, but for now, we'll go ahead and believe the tracker signal would work fine. <laughs> I think we need a Mythbusters episode on that. Let's, we, need to, we need to go try it out. It is a bestseller from Amazon. Maybe it... it, it you know, a foil bag or Super not. Super strong. It's a good, yep. <laughs> Jason from San Diego wrote in about last week's episode. He said, just finished the rewatch of Saints and I really enjoyed this episode. First note is that the word spill is said once again, this time on the radio broadcast during the young Lottie car crash scene. This word has sprung up far too often not to become something big down the line. It's about blood. Also, Jackie says it to um, Shauna. Yeah, it's said quite often. In this episode that we just saw? Yeah. About what's, what are you hiding from me, spill or something like that? Exactly, yeah. Okay, interesting. Next, a new thought about Kevin. The cult's reach appears to be wide. Is it possible that it goes as far as our favorite grumpy goth teen turned handsome super helpful cop? Nat, although using him for details about Travis, is most likely giving up information 
that is important to the cult. Uh, that seems like a stretch to me, but you never know. That's why we like Jason's emails. He writes, he writes in with these crazy theories. Uh, he goes on. Finally, I mentioned this crazy theory of mine before, but this is the episode that got it going. What if the tunnels that Lottie sees during her baptism vision are real? The girls have not explored the lake very far from their beach. What if there's a dam on the lake? What if that dam produces hydroelectric power? If all that is somehow possible, then there would be infrastructure, including service tunnels. It would also have turbines that convert the water movement to use useful electricity. This process could have environmental consequences that would disrupt the compass, cause the wildlife to behave odd, and possibly, and I know this sounds crazy, house the original symbol carvers. Like an electromagnetic field or something. I mean, there there is some, like I think studies on how electromagnetic fields can affect people and the environment and things. Is that what? Yeah, I mean the whole thing about whatever Lottie was seeing in her vision. It was pretty strange. You guys talked about it last week, but to have it seem like a real place versus some kind of ethereal spiritual world or something. So. Yeah, it was pretty specific. Yes. So that makes me I think that maybe Jason's on something here. Keep it coming, Jason from San Diego. <laughs> All right. Let's hear a couple of calls. Here's one from Steve Brown. Hello, House Podcast. This is Steve. And this is going to be for I, I, No Compass, right? Yeah, because last week was Saints. I'm pretty sure Laura Lee at some point said the word Saints last week, but I don't think I said it in my voicemail. So anyway, uh, mm-hmm. but tonight is No Compass. Seriously, we did not need to see the almost abortion scene again in this previously on. <laughs> a sick deer? No, I'm sorry. I agree with you guys. There was something wrong. There's no way that deer would have been walking around with maggots inside it. Ew. I'd have to look up who Edmund Hillary is. Uh, Taisa giving herself a, a COVID haircut. I think I actually said this last time in my uh, live, Steve. I've only been in New York City once as well, man. Strange coincidences, too. I've seen cats twice, actually. Once in Seoul, South Korea, and once on a cruise ship. Lottie gave Van the bone that didn't burn, right? Awkward. I totally forgot that Misty went with Ty and her group. (laughs) Jeff has a special keeps place for his Father's Day gifts. That's so touching. We have the the reveal that Ty paid for Natalie's rehab with this conversation between her and Shauna. Ty and Shauna, I mean. Well, I just had a quick power outage in my apartment. So, you know, while I'm waiting for all this to to readjust, I think I'll I'll wrap up. This was a good episode. It was a good episode setting up for the next episode. Um, I remember thinking at the end of this one, not knowing where she got the gun from and then finding out in the next episode, I think that uh, it's Kevin's gun and his whole the police thing. So uh, talk more about that next week. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about this one and uh, recap what I've missed because my power went out. All right. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, because I think Steve probably didn't remember that um, it was where Van encountered the wolf. You know, I was looking forward to seeing what he would say about that. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a double length one next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we have another call that is from Rennie about last week's episode that was missed last week because of some technical difficulties. So I'm going to play it now. Hey, House Podcastica. 
Yellow Jackets JV goalie, Archmaester Rennie here. I am so glad that you are carrying through this rewatch all the way to the end. And when you get to the end, I think you should start through on a third time through because there is <laughs> just, just so much detail going. here to Forever. take another look at. I'm really glad to hear that some of the hosts may have be coming around to my idea that Shauna is the antler queen. I think Shauna's the boss, and it's really subtle, but it's definitely there. Shauna says to Thaisa in this episode uh, about when she's talking about the reporter, I thought I told you to take care of her, spoken like a boss. And why do they keep calling Shauna in the first place? I think because they all defer to her as the boss. She's the one in in charge. Um, And I'm beginning to think that maybe the big dark secret is that not only did they practice cannibalism, they ate Shauna's baby. That's what Shauna's birth of roast chicken dream is uh, uh, suggesting. Uh, Thaisa is the out front leader, the one who goes off on the expedition, the one who's running for political office in the present. But Sean is the secret power. Uh, one of the ways we see it in this episode is that she's the top in the relationship with Adam. She tells him to lie face down and wait for her. And I think that that's consistent with her whole personality. It doesn't match her outward demeanor, but underneath that sweet exterior is the interior of the boss. Okay, that's my thoughts. Thanks. What do you guys think? I kind of think she might be onto something about Shauna being the boss. Also, I really hope they don't eat the baby. So in that, let's see, I'm trying to find it. The Oh, the article? Yeah. They said some, they, I think they kind of denied it. Yeah. They said that it wouldn't be enough food. It wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. I think they were trying to kind of like, mm, we're, we wouldn't go that far. And yeah, it wouldn't, um, when you think about it, it wouldn't be an, a lot of sustenance. So I don't. I don't think so. I, I think Shauna's probably because of like malnutrition um, and lack of nutrients, she might not be able to carry the baby um, full term. But um, I don't think I don't think they'll do that. I know that the show seems to go places, but I think that would be a little. Um, but I do like the idea of um, where she's going with with Shauna potentially being the antler queen and how they all kind of defer to her as the boss. I have thought that too. I know so many signs like they keep trying to tell us it's Lottie. And I think there's something to that too. Again, this show can make you kind of question and go all kinds of different ways, but there's it because there's foreshadowing with, with Lottie, like with the whole um, uh, antlers behind her head when she's standing there in the cabin, um, the antlers that are uh, hung up on the wall, when she makes the uh, headdress thing that they do for their doomsday dance or whatever and she has that whole headdress that looks a lot like what the antler queen ends up wearing later but i don't know i'm telling you there's something about shauna that i just think that it's it it, she's underplaying it a little bit um and it's subtle but i'm 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 with rennie when they first go to the cabin and they walk inside and they're looking around shauna notices the antlers and just sort of touches them gently and the camera lingers on it 
and it felt mm. to me like a thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, those writers. I I think um, Shauna and Taisa seem like equals to me. It doesn't feel like either one of them is the boss, and they kind of both push Natalie around, but um, a little bit. But she's pretty close too. And then Misty's like her own kind of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it could, you could obviously be right. But to me, the relationship between Shauna and Taisa feels like they're good buds and that neither one of them is like dominant necessarily. We see that more in the coming episode where they have the sleepover. Yeah. That they seem to have this deep trust of each other. I mean, we saw it start when Taisa was really supportive about Shauna's pregnancy, you know, when they were younger and um, even offering to help her have an abortion and everything. And then um, now when they're talking about, they meet up and they talk about what's going on, like at the diner and stuff like that. It just feels to me like they're old friends, you know, that neither one's necessarily dominant. That's what I thought. I guess we'll find out. I think Travis is the antler queen, clearly. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. It's Coach Ben. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be incredible. I love I love everyone's theories. I I yeah. want you guys to all just keep sending us yeah. like your wackiest More. ideas. <laughs> All right, that is our show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and for those of you who wrote in everything. We love it. If you want to write in anybody else or leave us a message, you can find all our contact information at podcastica.com. And while you're there, make sure you check out our other shows. I know Moon Knight had its second episode today, and I'm excited for the next uh, podcast so on that. To watch that. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was a darker episode, so I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, we just started podcasting about that, me and Kirk. It's on House Podcastica, and also we have our own Moon Knight cast, so you can hear it on either feed. And of course, we're coming up to the end of The Walking Dead here. We're in the middle eight of 24 episodes, and that's been really fun to cover, and I've been enjoying that. I think they've, they've been really good. I think that's about all I'm doing. R- Rima, what about you? Oh, gosh. at the At this moment... Uh, we're not doing anything, um, but we, we are going to um, we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to cover um, the second half of the last season of Ozark um, on why? Strange Indeed, which is why. Yeah. Why are we going to cover it? Because it's freaking amazing. Um, <laughs> that's why. Um, <laughs> because it's great. Um yeah, the, the different part is going to be, I think we're going to do, and, and keep in mind, this is all, um, we're still kind of fleshing it out. I think we're going to do an episode, kind of like a recap of like where we are, what's happened up to that point, and then we'll do, um, you know, whenever it, uh, for that first episode, whenever it comes back. Cool. It should be, um, I believe, week to week anyway, um, like we normally do. Um, I The thing that's going to be different is um, it won't 
always, I think, be me or Pake that's going to be on the episodes. I'm definitely going to try and be on as many as what I can. But um, our good friend, Wendy, um, who if you've heard any of our podcastica shows are definitely familiar with Wendy, um, is going to kind of, I think, spearhead it. And there's probably going to be like a roundtable kind of like what you guys are doing with yellow jackets you know everybody's going to kind of alternate and take different turns and things i'm definitely going to be on as much as i can um, my schedule's pretty full so i i love that show i think yeah. it's so amazing and i'm excited yeah Laura Lindy, i'm excited right? to be a part of it so good so we're just going to release it on the on the feed and i'll be on as many as i can and i think Pake has some interest as well so be looking for that yeah that's on strange indeed which is if you go to podcastica.com you can find that if you're if you're an ozark fan highly recommend it and of course, Stranger Things comes back next month. And so you yep. guys will be jumping on May. that season You're four. D- definitely all over that. I cannot wait. It's about freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening. Buzz, 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 buzz. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.